0: Cause Life Hack session one, introduction to the podcast. This is the Cause Life Hack podcast, where honest questions are asked and answered about cosplay life and the community's ever growing lifestyles. So we're gonna be growing forward, one conversation at a time. Welcome to the Coslife Hack Podcast. I'm Alexandra, the host and brainchild of this little experiment here. Now some of you might know me as the cosplayer caught or Catastrophic on Instagram. Uh, for those that don't, hello and welcome. I'm a Southern California cosplayer who's absolutely not from this neck of the woods and only actually just started cosplaying over a year ago. So that makes me very green around the edges still green and very full of questions about the cosplay community that may not always be easy to ask or comfortable to talk about in depth, especially for someone new to cosplay, but even for people that are already in the community. And that's where this podcast comes into play. Today is absolutely our first episode, and I'm really excited to talk to everyone about all of the things, all of the things, but first we really have to set the proverbial stage for our audience. With me today is Monica, and Monica is a producer on Coslife Hack, and she is here to help me introduce our brand new podcast.
1: Hi, Monica. Hi. Hello to all of our listeners. Um, my name is Monica. I'm the creative director for Temple of Geek, and a few weeks ago, Alexandra approached me about some ideas she had about cosplay and the cosplay community. And after many messages and setting up some meetings, Alexandra came up with this wonderful idea for a podcast. So for our listeners who are new to cosplay or are curious about cosplay, how would you describe cosplay? And what are some examples of different types of cosplay?
0: This is, this is actually a really a lot to unpacked, um, unpack. Unpack. But um, first things first. As I was kind of like preparing for today, I realized that there's a lot of jargon in cosplay, and so if you hear me drop a word or a phrase that's very cosplay community specific, please don't hesitate to like point it out to me because I won't catch them all, and I don't want people to get lost. And in... I'll, I'll see a jargon because that's kind of um, a turn off, and we want to welcome people to our community, not not push them away, obviously
1: but absolutely and even the word cosplay itself is jargon like i remember when i started like cosplaying i didn't really know what it was yeah and
0: so for my job i work as an engineer i'm definitely this is cosplaying is not my job it's not even remotely related to um how i pay for rent and so When I have my coworkers who are usually like 10 years older than me anyways, and I'm 33, so it's, they don't know what cosplaying is nine times out of 10. So me trying to explain that to them, even going on and being like, so cosplay, it's costume play. Like you're explaining what a spork is and they give you this weird look, but it's, to me, it's really just embodying a character you either connect with, you really like the, the design in whatever way you connect with them. So you like the design of them, you uh find a piece of their personality that you really relate to or like echoes really well with you or just the the whole canon is just cool like you think it's neat and there's no wrong way just like there's no wrong way to fandom there's no wrong way to cosplay uh, to a, to a degree as long as everyone's in a safe happy environment we're just going to just blanket say that there and you're not offensive in that regard but but um the the definition of costume play isn't, is very simplistic and doesn't really hit home to what cosplay means as a community to a lot of people because it's the connections that you make through these shared fandoms and through embodying these characters. And even if you aren't the person that dresses up all the time, like just enjoying and supporting the folks that do dress up maybe it's cuz you like that character as well it's it's all part of the community you don't have to be in that community a certain way um it's also often really personal to people or like what cosplay means to them and that's a, a whole different thing um a thing i want to mention is to cosplay you don't have to create your own cos like you don't have to build your own cosplay you don't have to make your costume you can buy it if anyone tells you that your store bought costume is wrong uh, you don't need that negativity in your life. Cosplay is for everyone. And it can be a store-bought costume you threw on and you're like, sweet, I am Sailor Moon today or sweet, I am going to be Iron Man and I don't care if I just spent $10 in this costume off Wish. Like, I'm going to go and have fun. Do it. Um, but cause so in that regard, cosplay can also be a closet cosplay. So say you just have things that are, in your closet that you wear every day or maybe not every day, but you, you have in your wardrobe and you pull them together to kind of create a character look. Now this is obviously difficult to do for armor builds or like, like characters that have a lot of armor to them or some really odd characters designs, but it's also kind of segues into um, bounding, which is something I learned about when I came out here. So I'm originally from North Carolina I don't have too strong of an accent, but I'm originally from North Carolina, and this whole Disney thing just blows my mind. It's a huge culture here it's just it's huge and Disney bounding for those who don't know is kind of embodying a characters because you're not allowed to like cosplay at Disneyland like that's a big no no because from for some obvious reasons because they have the actual characters there and at Disney like they are the characters and you have a lot of kids going and you don't want there to be two Elsas or two Gastons or uh, et cetera, et cetera. But so a lot of Disney fans who love these characters and not just the characters, but Disney itself. So like the rides, people Disney bound the rides because you're just sharing your love of that character, which I think is the root of all cosplay is is sharing your love for a canon, a character, um, a theme or, or what have you. And then
1: having fun. (laughs) this is a good spot to like kind of recap what you were saying which is um you know cosplay is a play on word like you said uh it's like a costumes and play um there's a lot of different ways to cosplay you mentioned disney bounding which is uh, dressing up in your regular clothes but in a disney themed um trying to pull together different disney looks because you can't um, that's something that started because you couldn't wear costumes to Disneyland like you said. There's um, buying costumes directly like from a store. There's also um, people that sew or that build armor. Um, you know I think you also mentioned like just stuff out of your out of your regular closet can be used um, for cosplay. So those are all different examples of cosplay and I think you did a really good job of kind of like covering all that uh one of the things that like I do as cosplay which is a little bit different as well as I usually cosplay characters on television I love tv shows a lot and I love like what the actors wear and I don't my cosplays aren't necessarily recognizable in the way that like a Wonder Woman costume would be recognizable Or the the way that like, you know, Superman would be recognizable. If you saw somebody walking down the street in a Superman outfit, you you know that that's a dude in a costume. But me, when I wear some of my cosplays, they look like street clothes because that's what the actors on TV wore in a specific episode that I really related to or that I really loved. Um, And that's the way that I embody that character. So what I do is I find things in my own closet that look like it. Or there's actual sites and all kinds of websites and blogs dedicated to finding the actual screen accurate um, pieces of items from those characters. So that's another way that like, you know, people cosplay there. Like you said, there's a million ways to cosplay and there's not a wrong way. And also you mentioned that it's very personal. And so the way that people cosplay is is for them it's not necessarily for anybody else and you mentioned a lot of great things about you know um problems and things that can arise from from these different experiences which is what this podcast is all about it's you know kind of navigating your way through all that which is really cool because it can be absolutely overwhelming to somebody who's brand new in the cosplay community and they just kind of want to dip their toes in and you're giving people a really great place to like kind of start with that. So that's really cool. Um for people who are listening, um what kind of people cosplay? Who would you say are the types of people that cosplay?
0: See, this is this is a funny question because it's almost like a trick question cuz my answer would be like everyone. Everyone can cosplay. Um I'm an engineer that you would never expect to just put on full body suit, full on wig and and or build armor or and go forth out and just nerd out with other nerds dressed to the nines like that. But, and another um, case in point is my mom who's uh, I'm not going to give her age out. Cause she would somehow just make my life terrible from across the country. But um, she's an AARP card wielding lady that is getting into cosplay. So you don't, there's, There's no, I mean, there is a stereotype from people looking on the outside, but I'm here to tell you from the inside that there are all sorts of people. Sure, there are going to be higher numbers of certain specific types of people. And I just, I don't like looking at those because that's how a lot of like negative stereotypes also breed. I try. We all, we all aren't perfect. I try not to like really focus on those, those stereotypes. So I'll just say everyone. So Come, come be cosplay people with us. We would love to have you. We'd love to see what you can create, what you can wear, what you can embody, what you can enjoy. Um, and I just also want to know that there note that there are actual professional cosplayers. Um, I don't know who actually started calling them professional cosplayers. they they started it on their own and just went with that and then but there are people that make money cosplaying please don't compare yourselves to them. They're amazing and they're great inspirations, but don't, the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself and like past versions of yourself and like um, how you can improve yourself because that's, that's another dark hole that we can, we're going to go down in another podcast. But like, let me just upfront say that, that um, you don't have to dedicate all your free time unless you really want to, uh, to cosplay, to have fun in this hobby and to be a cosplayer.
1: Absolutely. And like you said, cosplay is for everybody. I've seen children, I've seen adults, I've seen people who are retired um, cosplaying, and I've seen all types of different personality types cosplay. And so, and I've seen people from different backgrounds and countries cosplay, and it's it's really exciting to know that like anybody can cosplay. Where do you normally find cosplayers?
0: Well, me personally. Um since I'm now in Southern California, which is this cosplay mecca. And it's, it's, it's very interesting as someone who's not from Southern California. Um, Obviously there's conventions. Sometimes they do little pop-up events. Um, What's something that's very unique to this area, Southern California and, and, you know, LA is movie premieres. (laughs) Usually they reach out to like local cosplayers and I just, know some people that that because they're of their love for specific canons have been invited out to cosplay at these, these huge events or maybe not so huge, but they were huge to them, which is excellent opportunities. But then you have people that do charity parades and work for um, stuff like cosplay for chalk is a local one that a friend of mine runs. And, and then you have ones that are a little more popular in other areas and you can always start one, but they're just everywhere and sometimes at um for free comic book day cosplayers got asked to different comic book shops so i just want to say like we're everywhere but also social media so even if you're not like physically at a place where there are cosplayers there's always instagram and i think they also people also post on twitter and tumblr but i'm i'm pretty terrible at social media so instagram and sometimes facebook's really what i kind of limit myself to uh, but that's an excellent way to connect to other cosplayers. Um, it's a different form of networking. I'm used to networking with people physically in front of me. It's I'm a lot better at that than social networking, but that's such a huge part of our culture right now, just in in life and in cosplay. Um, there's a lot of overlapping topics, which is another big theme of this, this podcast, is that something in one definitely affects the other. It's a symbiotic sort of and sometimes struggling sort of relationship depending on the situation. But pulling it back, um, there are several people that I have met, not because I met them in person, but because I met them and followed them on Instagram and started talking about shared fandoms, shared love for certain characters or even just political events that were coming up uh, or happening. That's obviously a big topic and um, just finding people you relate to in all sorts of facets or just people you want to ask questions on how they built that or where they got that. A lot of people are uh, not everyone, but a, a good chunk of people are very helpful in the cosplay community. And when you find helpful people, hold on to them. When you find the good people, hold on to them.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, I definitely agree with you that this is, there's a lot to navigate. There's a, Cosplay is such a um, huge world that it's helpful to have podcasts like this that will break down the different things in the future. Obviously, today's episode is a little bit more of an introduction, but as we get going, we can really like dive deep into different things and maybe help people out and um, kind of like help them navigate their way through and answer some questions that they may have. Um, And for me, the places that I've seen cosplay the most is usually the events I attend. Like you said, we're in Southern California, and we're very fortunate that we have a ton of big pop culture events that happen. Comic book conventions are... You know, pretty big here. You could probably find one on any given weekend. Um, Things like Free Comic Book Day is a place where, you know, cosplayers gather. There's a lot of things like, you know, Geeks Nights Out or Geeks Who Drink or in our area, like we're very lucky that we have um, fandom pop-up bars like a Star Wars theme bar or just anything. So those are kind of the places you would see cosplayers, but even like concerts in the park, sometimes they're showing movies in the park, like, you know, Harry Potter, or even at movie theaters, like people are going to see Spider-Man or Avengers or something like that. And they'll go in costumes because that's how they celebrate their fandom, which is really great. So there's kind of no, really, wrong place to find a cosplayer. It just depends whether or not they're they're in your area. And if you don't have events happening in your area, you know you could always ask around and maybe put one together. But like you also said, social media is a great spot to find cosplayers. What um what are some of the reasons that you believe people cosplay?
0: Ooh, so this is another one of those it depends on the person um i've also found as i said earlier it could be a very personal reason and it might be personal to them for just a just a particular character or just in general overall um some people will pick a character based on current popularity of canons and characters and also because they love them uh, or not and that's okay however you want to cosplay uh I can't say why everyone cosplays, but personally, I enjoy, as I mentioned, um, embodying a character that I really admire and/or connect with. With one reason for one reason or another. Case in point, uh, for Rogue, is from from X Men, a mutant from X Men, and one of the main connecting points. There's a whole bunch, but the one I'm going to just spit out is that she's a strong Southern woman, and I am. Though you can't terribly hear it, I am a Southern, born and bred. Um, I would say strong independent woman. Um, jury's still out um from some opinions, I bet. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) I buy it. I believe it. I've met you. (laughs) Sweet. I see it. (laughs) Selling, selling that cheese. Uh (laughs) well, this is a good spot for us to for you to tell us. What's your um cosplay origin story? How did that start for you?
0: Oh, that's see. That's funny because I've only been cosplaying for just
1: over a year, technically. So, oh, so you are a I'm newbie, a like baby, so baby. new to you. So you and your listeners get to navigate the cosplay world together. Yeah, I'm hoping that
0: my perspective of me genuinely not knowing too much and just what I've learned so far is still like the surface, and even the surface is we've just noticed be, all the tangents have gone off of. That's the surface. Like I haven't really delved heavily into anything and and I'm still delving into things. I'm still asking people questions um, constantly. And I learned along, I can't remember when, but I believe it was like through school and uh, my professional career that it doesn't hurt to ask. The only thing you lose out on asking is is if someone says no and, or I don't know. And even then, you can follow up by be by asking, "Well, you, do you know someone who does know, or what would you recommend might be a good direction to look?" Um, Absolutely. In regards to my origins, like my origin story,
1: Charlotte, North <laughs> Carolina.
0: I mean, what? Um, <laughs> no cosplay. I just kind of delved, like I just threw myself into the deep end, all all cannonball style, do do some personal situations that were going on and and my response to some terribly toxic things going on was to be raw. i'm an independent woman let me throw myself at like all these independent things that i've been kind of flirting with doing and not like terribly confident to like you know dive in on and so cosplay was one of those so i signed up for WonderCon in 2018 which is like two months out um I signed up for like a Ragnar relay, which was, which I know is going off topic, but it was just the sea of things. It's in a Ragnar relay is just, you run like 250 miles as a team, like totally outside. Oh, mostly outside my wheelhouse, but it's, it doesn't have to be this grand thing to get into one into cosplay at all. Um, It's, it's funny. You bring up the cosplay origin story and like WonderCon and everything because I was looking at, I was thinking about my lineup and lineup is a jargon piece for cosplay where it's what you're going to be wearing at a convention. Uh, My lineup at the time was I did Velma Dinkley, who was like the first character I ever like really kind of connected with. And then I did like some Halloween Velma Dinkley's like closet cosplays, which what I would hindsight call um, because I had the Bob and, i am the signer i am a nerdy scientist i'm not her genius level but i'm an engineer nerdy scientist and then i did rogue strong southern sassy woman says sugar too much and then i did negan and looking back this lineup really kind of embodies who i am i probably didn't know it at the time this is me going to aha having like a, a moment um but I do a lot of gender bend cosplays now because I just, I don't think gender should be a barrier to a character you love. So just that's my origin story. I cannonballed into a huge community and have
1: been running ever since. <laughs> that's awesome. We had, we have very different origin stories. Um, for me and my family, um, we, we, Um, I I go to conventions with with my family all the time, and WonderCon also was um, where we started. So my family and I started cosplaying at WonderCon as well, but it was about five or six years ago. We heard on the radio that there was a comic book convention, you know, called WonderCon. We got tickets and we showed up expecting nothing, but we just thought it'd be funny to go to the convention in our Halloween costumes. And that year we dressed up as um, Dr. Who characters. We're big fans of the show Dr. Who. And we wore our Halloween costumes to WonderCon. And when we got there, we were blown away by how many people were dressed up in costumes. We'd never seen anything like this. And we'd never experienced a um, a place where people were like, oh hey, cool costume. Oh, they, everybody likes what we like. Like it was like this shared experience of everybody just being equally passionate about the same things. And that was very nice because at least in in our world, in our like, you know, social circles, we were the only ones who liked these kind of geeky things. And so it was kind of like a little family thing that we did just with ourselves. And um, when we went to WonderCon, we found 30,000 other people who liked what we liked. So it was very exciting for us. And after that, we started to go to more and more pop culture conventions together um, as a family and kind of like would dress up sometimes, not always, but that's, that's kind of how we started our cosplay origins, you know, story. It mainly came, you know, from what used to be just loving Halloween and turning, finding a way to wear our Halloween costumes as often as possible. That's basically how we started. What have been your favorite things about cosplay?
0: Ooh, this one's a good one. Um, so just the basic of nerding out with other nerds. I just remember going back, we're just gonna talk about WonderCon a bit, when I full-on did the, the Rogue, and I went on my own. I didn't know a single other person attending um uh, WonderCon at all i just was like i'm really deep end it so i was full dressed one um well i'm about to say wonder Woman, rogue and i just i ran into other characters so uh, that were x-men and pretty much any other mutant i saw or any other carol danvers i saw i just like zoomed to very politely i wasn't like all up in someone's face but i would just be like oh <gasps> there's a, uh, a gambit. Like I ended up walking around with um, one of my friends. His name is now Chris. It's like I'm a friend now, but he was a gambit that day. And we literally didn't know each other, but because we were standing in proximity to one another, everyone was like, Hey, can we take your picture? Which was that blew my mind that day also. I mean, cause Rogue's a popular character and you're also in a bodysuit at a, a, at a large convention and, WonderCon's very heavy on comic books and like comic book characters either on screen or from the actual like comics and shows. So it was a lot, it it was getting a lot of popularity, which blew my mind because I just like, I just started. What is this? I don't, I don't understand. Anxiety brain, what are you doing? Um, And so meeting people. And then now that I'm going back to cons uh, conventions, I'm hanging out with my friends, obviously. But it's it's just always great to to be that kid to feel that character. I, everyone has a different level of like in characterness that they do when they they cosplay. You don't have to be full on in character. Please don't expect that you're you have to be on all the time. Um, obviously, if you're a Disney princess, don't go cursing at children if they co- they want to take a picture of you. there's some, some just general understandings there. But um, that's the favorite part of it all is just being the nerd being the nerd, having fun.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think those are kind of like this favorite things that I have as well. Um, What inspired you to want to create a podcast based on the cosplay life?
0: You're going to laugh at me, Monica, because I think I have like 15 different mic test slash rambling conversations about me trying to answer this question because there's no one aha moment. I didn't go out with the intention and to start a podcast, to start uh, this and the other blog or whatever. I didn't have a topic in mind. I just, there were a series of events and conversations and just aha, little like little moments of realization, little like Jots of been like sparks of inspiration that amalgamated to almost, it's almost like a quest for a video game. Like you know, I had to have a certain experience level to be able to understand it, to do this spell, to do this and this, to gather this, to get to the point where I was like, you know what we need as a community to start having these conversations, not just between two or three people in private or within like-minded groups. We need to talk to each other about these things. We need to communicate more. Um, I've definitely had personal situations that have derived from cosplay where communication would have solved everything. And I tried to communicate. I may have not done it very well or per how that person may have preferred and that's that's part of communicating and and relationships and personal relationships and there's so many of those in cosplay and there's so many of those that are not as good as they could be and i don't and i want to delve into why i know there's some top level reasons why and i and social media is one of them uh there's definitely no tone in text so the idea of maybe doing a podcast eventually made sense and it kind of all fell and clicked into, into place one day where I think I st- developed the habit of going for like a two hour hike um, out in the Laguna Beach Hills area where all those mountainy things are. And <laughs> I just would put on a podcast or put on an audiobook, book uh, or put on music and just hike and clear my mind, get some exercise in. I went in the mornings, always not sunny, not hot. So like the pale me was delighted. And just one day I voiced, I just had inspiration. I just had ideas. I'm like, this is what I should talk to people about. This topic would be great to talk to people about this. Why don't we start this conversation, this and this and this. And it's just like the proverbial term, like the word vomit. Like it just, it. I voiced to texted myself what turned out to be, and you've seen it, almost three pages of a Google document. So yeah, Uh, long story short is that I apparently have cannonballed into another endeavor. So I've kind of cannonballed into being inspired to do a podcast about cosplay life and all those lifestyles that crop up with it too.
1: So this is a safe place for people who have questions and aren't really sure where to ask.
0: Yes. And I am. am I'm, I'm more than happy to be the manager. And I say that if you've ever waited tables or been in customer service and you've displeased the customer, you bring the manager in. I have no problem people being mad at me for asking a question. Um, and, I, and I say that also qualifying my questions and not being, and my goal is not to be derogatory or rude or anything, but like sometimes the easiest way to ask a question is to be direct about it. And not everyone likes that anymore. I've learned. So I'll be the manager (laughs) and, and help guide these conversations so that like we can start these conversations.
1: And so like what kind of topics uh, and conversations can people expect to hear on your podcast?
0: A few that are coming up straight away um, that we're like working on recording right now. We're going to kind of like go into podcasting because hi, I'm new to this too, so I'm going to talk to a few people that are also cosplayers that have a cosplay podcast and kind of like pick their brain a bit. And then another one we're doing soon is kids in cosplay. Now we're not going to be interviewing kids uh, that are actually the actual kids, but we'll talk to the parents. We'll talk to hopefully people that have grown up in cosplay to get their perspective, because obviously cosplaying 15 years ago is a lot different than cosplaying now um, with social media and everything. And then there was another one that's coming up, but we're also going to look at cosplay is not consent but that's going to be one that's coming up a little later because we want to get our ducks in a row for that one, because it is a huge topic that deserves our attention. It deserves the time and energy put into that and the exposure. It deserves all of that. And some of these topics we can't just delve into in one podcast. So uh, we might come and revisit topics a little late, like later and that'll be also propelled by people joining in on the conversation. So we want you guys to be as much of the conversation as us. So if you have additional questions or you have follow-up points, uh, please definitely reach out to us on those because um, if I said something that was technically incorrect or want to add on that, or you want me to ask other questions, please Please let me know because collaboration is just the best way to move forward and to work on these uh, these topics.
1: And what type of guests do you um, hope to have on to talk about these things?
0: Well, obviously, I'm going to have um, other cosplayers. Uh, the joke I'm going to make is all the mutants, just all the mutants, uh, but... <laughs> I I have weird phrases that pop in my head. It's going to happen just as a forewarning for everyone. Um, So fellow cosplayers, but I want to bring a variety of perspectives to the discussions that we have. So kind of allow people to walk a bit in other people's shoes. So not just my friends that are cosplayers. um, So friends like, so from different walks of life that cosplay differently, maybe that do different builds, but also photographers That are in the community and people that are in the community just as um, cosplay handlers, maybe even Uh, also looking at people for the life skills section, people that are experts in their field or and then they might not cosplay. But if we're talking about mental health, we want someone that knows about mental health as well.
1: Absolutely. And then you mentioned cosplay handler. That's another like kind of jargon thing. Can you explain a little bit what a cosplay handler is?
0: Yes. So um, sometimes people wear these huge, like cosplays that might be physically difficult to move around in, or maybe someone um, needs an ADA compliance. They have like a zebra disease, um, an unseen disease or something that might tax them a little more. And so they have people that may not be in full cosplay or in a simpler cosplay help. And some, and there's different ranges on the, the handler Level because some people that's they're dedicated like they're there to be the cosplay handler. If you need to hand someone people, if you need help, <laughs> as as us in body suits and large ball gowns and large armor have learned, help going to the bathroom is usually the big one. Um, a good thing like a, a good handler also makes sure that you eat and drink because in a, at a convention you're just there's so much going on That's something you can easily forget. And then there's also you, t- someone's helping you and they, Hey, you need to take a break. Cause again, so much is happening.
1: So, and then just to give people an idea of what you're, what you're saying, because when you say things like you need to take a break or things like that, they might not necessarily understand, but, um, at a convention, if somebody, for example, if a cosplayer is wearing a big outfit or a uh, convention and they go on too long, um, they may need to sit down, take a break. And having a friend or a family member there to help you with things as simple as like holding your purse or your cell phone or something while you're taking a picture with one of the other attendees, you get stopped a lot if you have a big costume. and so you, sometimes you don't have somewhere to put your stuff down or you have everything in your hand and you want you know somebody wants to take a picture with you you need to put your stuff down and usually a friend or a family member or somebody that we refer to as a handler, um, is there to hold your stuff for you or to get you food or to help you navigate. Like if you have a costume that, you know, makes it hard for you to see because it's, you know, something that goes over your head, they help guide you so you don't fall down or something like that. They help keep you safe. Um, and that's just kind of one explanation of what like a cosplay handler can be.
0: Did you know that the, um, they have Cosplay Handler shirts now?
1: I've seen a couple. Uh, one of the uh, companies that I profile for Temple of Geek, they're called for, uh, Foam, Armor, uh, Foam Armor. Oh, my God. I feel bad. Foam Armor or something. <laughs> uh, they make really great T-shirts that say that.
0: Yeah, I've started to see them more and more, and they're actually really helpful because – it just identifies that, like, oh, this person needs a handler. So, like, if they are looking stressed, you kind of like know to be kind of aware of your surroundings. Also, just it's safe to assume that someone in a giant piece of armor that's um, can't even make it into the like the hall into like the the convention center that they're um, probably a little more exhausted <laughs> than if they were wearing if they themselves were wearing something like simple, like a
1: closet cosplay. Right. Right. Yeah. And actually it was foam armor club is the name of the company that makes these really fun shirts that say like official cosplay handler. Yes, I can take a photo or something like that. So it's, uh, they make really great shirts, but, uh, yeah. So back to what (laughs) we were saying. Um, what would you like people to take away from listening to this podcast?
0: I mean, the main thing would be worthwhile information. Um, I I would love for the conversation to keep going um, on whatever topic we're talking about. I mentioned earlier, like, please, like, continue it, not just with us and on our social medias and, like, with us directly, but with your friends, with um, your coworkers, your family, like, anyone that might, like, be interested in it, because not all these topics are just cosplay. A lot of these extend out and into like life skills, which I've learned um, just from my professional development and everything that my my, uh, time management skills have come in real handy with cosplay. And everyone knows like time is one of the only resources you can't get back. Like you just can't. So learning how to manage time is just as important as you know, maybe have it like a podcast on or a discussion on um, the the kids in cosplay, like just top level. So every cause every excuse me, every podcast is going to resonate with everyone differently. So please keep coming back. If uh, one podcast isn't your jam or the topic is something you know all about. um, Definitely engage us keep saying engage us but i I want this to be a conversation um and please listen to another one because maybe maybe because that one wasn't your jam doesn't mean that the next like two or three won't be
1: absolutely yep i agree and as far as um because we you talk about the cosplay community and the conversation and keeping it going what are your hopes for the cosplay community in general
0: so something that I've been hearing more and more from veteran cosplayers. And as you know, I'm just, I'm just a baby. So like, this is, this is the world that I know. I don't know what it was like five years ago. Um, I've heard whispers of toxicity coming up. So my goal is to help foster and regrow, I guess um, a more positive environment and a welcoming atmosphere because you know, There shouldn't be gatekeeping. You always mention gatekeeping in a lot of um, your discussions. There shouldn't be gatekeeping to the cosplay community. You should be doing it for fun. Everyone should be welcome. So these conversations, I I want preconceived notions to kind of like hopefully degrade um, and just people to better themselves personally as well as foster more positive relationships within the community and with the community itself, so with cosplay. So it's like any relationship you have good times and bad times, but you always got to keep growing and working on it. And hopefully these conversations can help facilitate that for um, areas that you might think are, are, even if you don't think they're weaknesses for you in, in regards to knowledge, like just any area in, in, your, in your wheelhouse
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. And so is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up today?
0: <laughs> well, there are so many things that I always want to talk about. Um, but given my keen ability, as you've seen or heard today, to uh, chase topics like butterflies in the field, I will just kind of try and keep it short and sweet and kind of do a bit of a plug. Um, So while we have this long list of topics and potential guests already, we do want to hear your suggestions for all of the above, you being the the listener. Uh, If you want to hear us talk about or come on our podcast to discuss a topic that's near and dear to your heart, please let us know. Uh, Collaboration and communication is always how communities and definitely how people grow. And I also wanted to thank you, Monica, and of course, Temple Geek, for making this whole brainchild a reality. It still kind of blows my mind. Um, so do you have any last words?
1: You know, I'm just really excited about this podcast. I love the idea of because I've been you. I've been the new person coming into the, the field, um, you know, going to conventions, not knowing, you know, what cosplay is or not really understanding, like, the different types of cosplays, whether it's, like, Build or armors or buying it. There's just so much that goes into it. Till this day, I have an issue with wigs and, like, you know, what are all these different wigs? Like, front facing, like front lace, this and that. Like, you know, so there's so many things that I wish I would have known. And I'm really excited that you're going to touch on so many things, Uh, not just like, you know, issues in the cosplay community, but just how to get started in things and just like you said, honestly ask questions that probably tons of people have or that people, maybe it's stopping them from taking the next step into cosplay because they don't really know. Uh, So I'm really excited that there is going to be a podcast like this. I'm excited to see you kind of grow as a cosplayer and see you grow in the community and see where this goes. Um, I think it's a really great idea. I'm happy to support it. Daniel, the Uh, founder of Temple of Geek has been really supportive of it and you know we're so excited to see you grow and see where this takes off and um, you know even if it's just a couple episodes that we do or we do it for a long time we're just excited that that this resource is out there for people.
0: Well y'all can't see it but I'm blushing and fanning myself like this terrible southern girl um (laughs) (laughs) well perfect thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cause Life Hack podcast on Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other shows, head over to templeofgeek.com where you can find all sorts of things that pertain to the world of geek. As always, we want you to join in today's conversation. So please engage us with your comments and with your experiences. And don't forget to follow Cause Life Hack on Instagram as well for additional content. you tune in next time for a more in-depth conversation about cosplay, where we go into not only the, the, the basics of it all, but the etiquette that comes with both cosplayers as well as photographers.